Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. One of the things we're going to do next hour is, for about 15 minutes, we'll take some of the highlight stories of this week, because they're such powerful stories. And I'll ask you to choose one to express your thoughts about. Some of the stories we've covered uh, yesterday and today, I think we're all, actually, all part of that. And so we'll do that in, uh, in the next hour. The stories that have dominated interest I think public interest, international interest, have come out of Washington. And uh, they've had to do with Mr. Trump. They've had to do with North Korea. They've had to do with, again, uh, Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, the book Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House. Joining me is our good friend Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports and the former editor of the Washington Times. Fran, thank you so much for the time. Happy New Year. And the situation in Washington, can we start with uh, President Trump tweeting on uh, on Iran and tweeting at Kim Jong-un about nuclear buttons and then also saying he's willing to meet with the North uh, Korean dictator? Right. Well, I think, I mean, again, I think, again, Roy, we're seeing this is this is Trump, right? He's in in people's faces more than the usual diplomatic uh, president, if you will. Uh, but it's all, I mean, he's, he's, he's backing down North Korea. Uh, he's serving notice to, to uh, Iran. I mean, he's cut off funding to Pakistan. I mean, he's, he's letting all these folks know that business as usual is over. And coming back at him from those who are opposed to everything that he does is the accusation that he's mentally unfit to be president of the United States, that they want to go to the 25th Amendment. And Fran, my sense is in 2018, that is going to be the main focus of the opposition to Donald Trump. Well, it continues to be. But I'm, I'm reminded of that old story, uh, Roy, about uh, Paul McCartney dying back in, a, in an auto <laughs> accident back in the late 60s. Yes. Uh, and they, they certainly found a remarkably talented doppelganger to take his place. And so if Donald Trump is mentally unfit, Somebody in the White House is doing a heck of a good job as far as his voters are concerned. So then talk to us about uh, the book Fire and Fury with the author having said, and I said earlier, as far as I'm concerned, he blew any credibility he had and any legitimacy for his book when he said, well, I can't really vouch for everything that I wrote. Words to that effect. Right. Well, I think that, I mean, the way I look at it is this book is the same thing we've basically been hearing about Donald Trump for the last two years. I mean, this is the liberal democratic fantasy come true. Uh, if, if there was any nuance to this book, if, there was, if it was anything but what we've been hearing from Trump's opponents for, for ages, that you might want to give it some credence, but I think most people, certainly people on the right, uh, are just completely dismissive of this thing. This is just the, 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 what, I don't know, the flash of the week. So since you're talking about surveying people, and that's what you do at Rasmussen, rasmussenreports.com, uh, what are Americans saying? What's the popularity level of the president? What rough, what is the, what's the assessment of Americans of the performance of Donald Trump as 2018 begins? 
Well, basically, Trump has been in the mid 40s uh, in terms of approval. Like, for example, on Friday he was 44. He's run as high as 46 percent over the last two two and a half weeks. That's exactly where Obama was at this time in his presidency. So, this is pretty much business as usual for a president. Except the mainstream media would not have you believe that for a moment, would they? Well, face it, Roy, you know how the media is. It's all about the numbers these days. Uh, certain news organizations, CNN is certainly a good example, have found that being the resistance, if you will, is good for their business. And so they're going to continue to remain in the resistance. Talk to us about Steve Bannon. Where does he now fit into the overall picture? Well, I think I think Bannon is the liberals' favorite right now because he's talking trash about Trump, but he's already backtracking dramatically. And I think, I mean, he's basically finished. Trump... Trump came out, as you know, in the last day or so and said, look, I'm not even supporting insurgents against Republican incumbents anymore. So any idea that Bannon had that he could bring pro-Trump candidates up and Trump would back him, uh, I think that's all over. So and how is Donald Trump going to be able to handle all of the opposition from other governments like state governments that are taking him to court? California has just decided that it's, or just announced that it's a sanctuary state. Is there going to be, and there was a war between the states and the Obama White House. People should remember that. There were dozens and dozens of lawsuits from states against the White House run by, uh, by Barack Obama. What's, what's, it, what's in store as far as the relationship between the states and, and, and Washington and the White House is concerned? Well, I think, as you, as you correctly noted, for example, over half of the state's attorney generals in the country challenged key portions of Obamacare. They stopped Obama's uh, program of uh, immigration programs. Um, so there was a lot of, there's been a lot of opposition. I think this is just the wave of the future in the United States, no matter who's president. You're going to see uh, Democratic states fighting Republican presidents and vice versa. Fran, is there going to be a question or a theme that Rasmussen is going to particularly focus on going forward in the next six months to a year? No, I think I think basically we're you know as you know our slogan is if it's in the news it's in our polls and so pretty much we're going to be there are certain overriding themes that we try to find out about about uh, kind of cut past the headlines uh, but a lot of it's just going to be what does the public really think about Trump's what Trump's doing versus what the media says and the the best story of course of the week was the the supposed guerrilla channel that Donald Trump supposedly was watching, and, they, and it was tweeted, the fellow who tweeted it, on the top of the tweet very clearly wrote, this is a hoax, this is a joke, this isn't real, and yet you had an MSNBC uh, voice or personality madly tweeting away that Donald Trump watched the Gorilla Channel for 17 hours a day. So much for media credibility. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, it's. I mean, when the media gets all worked up over whether or not the White House press secretary really made a pecan pie for Thanksgiving, you know we're in bad shape. Yeah. What What disturbs me, and we have thirty seconds left. What disturbs me though, is the nasty things and the vicious things that are written about Melania Trump. She's a beautiful, elegant, uh, entrepreneurial person who was doing very well for herself before she met the president. She deserves a lot better than she's getting. Oh, definitely. But that's, look, the new social media-driven uh, news business is nothing like anything that you and me grew up in, Roy. It's nasty, nasty, nasty. Fran, always great talking to you. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be back in touch. Okay, and Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you so much. Fran Coombs from RasmussenReports.com.